Welcome back, guys, to Amateur Builders. So today we have a great guest. This guest, I knew him for six years now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's not like um, we don't really necessarily talk that much, but I do see what he does on like LinkedIn. I see like his progress and such, and I'm very amazed by it. Um, so let's just get into it with him. And so Sam, this is Samuel. This is him, like man in the flesh. Um, me, actually, I actually, sorry, I actually like um talked about you on the pod before with my co-host, mm-hmm. and he was himself like, "Yo, you need to like get him on because like he seemed very interesting." <laughs> so here we are, and why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little. Rana, I'm very thankful for you having me here. Uh, it's it's great what you're doing, especially within the black community, and I commend you for that. Uh, first of all, you know, all glory goes to God, right? Yeah. We wouldn't be here without him. And just uh, the ma- the progress that we're making right now is going to leave a global impact, right? Mm. Which is what our goal is. So a little bit about myself. <clears throat> I am a tech entrepreneur, philanthropist. Uh, previously, I was at TikTok, uh, working within the Black community there, uh, the mm-hmm. Black Employee Resource Group there. And I am passionate about uh, just providing resources and access for Black entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and uh, just opening the door, man. You know, there are a lot of gatekeepers yeah. in this in this industry, yeah. you know? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how about we start, like, how we actually met? <laughs> wow, man. A while ago. <laughs> Absolutely. We we met at a general assembly, uh, mm-hmm. a boot camp, and uh, we were working on a project together. I, I remember asking you for assistance with, like, UX and design. I'm like, man, I got to yeah. find some creative black people here yeah. to, <clears throat> you know, to help me with this. And yeah. I remember you you offered me a helping hand. You even gave me access to one of your platforms to use. And mm-hmm. that was very, very uh, useful for me. And I appreciate that. Yeah. No, definitely. Because I think I forgot how the course structure was. But we had to, like, I think at one point in our sprint, we had to, uh, like, get users to, like, do a usability testing. Mm-hmm. So we just literally went out <laughs> on the campus and just asked random people. And uh, I think I saw you because the same thing is like sometimes you don't see a lot of like, you know, minorities and such at these types really? of places. I mean, thankfully, I, it was like one in my, I switched to full-time. I mean, I switched to part-time from the full-time course. Really? So I was doing full-time there to UX design. Then I had to switch because like, um, I felt like, I think they gave me a progress report and they was just really? like, um, like I'm not doing so well. <laughs> it was like I'm not doing so well, and you know, not in like a negative way. They was just like, you know, they want you to, they want me to improve. So right. I'm just like, man, it's like a lot because it really was kind of like a boot camp. I'm not gonna lie, like it was, it was at one point it was intense, and I was just like, yo, I can't like maybe do full time. Well, I wasn't full time at work, but I was part time. Right. But even that, still, I was just like, it was just a little tough. So um. I had to switch to part-time, but I did see a lot of other, like, minorities and such. I don't know. But besides that, like, I definitely, like, I think I clicked with you more because you were more, like, energizing, more, like, opportunistic. You kind of, like, had your own lane that you wanted to go into. And I definitely, like, mirrored that because I kind of 
reflects kind of reflected me in a way. So it's like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is this is someone I want to you know keep in contact mm-hmm. with. Hey, hey, you know, it, it's funny you say that because back in that boot camp, there there weren't a lot of people that looked like us mm-hmm. in the boot camp, and just like yourself, I was doing the software engineering, but you did the UX or so, and I also got that report like, yo, you weren't doing too well. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, man, I got a computer science degree, man. I, I I'm did, that was a that was a time we did a project, mm-hmm. and I was at General Assembly till 11 p.m. at night. You know, oh. I was there, man. There, there were days no. where you just there been were, there since it's, since <laughs> closing, since <laughs> closing. There, there oh, were days Lord. where I'll be there till. 9 10 p.m at night just working on a project just trying to find where the, the bug is uh just making sure uh, i'm giving my 110 percent for my team yeah. and to be told yo you're not doing too well <laughs> like, you like, like, <laughs> like what do you want me to do like what else can i do like for all my efforts and things. yeah <laughs> and, nah, that's crazy. And, and the takeaway what i thought would have been better was if we're able to collaborate at the end, actually build a real startup, right? Because mm-hmm. we see a lot of a lot of people in college, they they have co-founders from college, they, they create a startup from college, even from bootcamp. So I mm-hmm. thought, you know, that would have been an excellent outcome to have created a startup with somebody that you're familiar with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and I definitely agree with that. I think we did start on like we was working on growth over status. Yeah, you I remember it. Yeah, but I think I was swamped at that time. Oh. And I wasn't able to, like, you know, put, like, my bandwidth was kind of tight because I think I was in school still. Mm. I don't know when that was, but it was it was not too shortly after the boot camp, but I was just like, damn, I got to take this on. Then I got, like, school, like, homeworks. So I was like, man, I don't want to, like, be – lackluster that's one thing with me like if i'm in a partnership with someone mm. um i always try like do my best like and pull my own weight so i'm just like you know i don't want to like brandish myself as someone who's not doing his best so i was mm. like i kind of kind of can't have that so but obviously like we still talking now here we are so yeah and i see you still have it going by the way so <laughs> i don't know if you still actually have it going but I, at least with the email i'm like oh this Still yeah, doing it. yeah it, it's been a it's been a roller coaster, man. <laughs> because as as this new era of AI <clears throat> is coming on board, uh, everyone is trying to shift gears towards AI, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're currently doing right now. Okay, um, tell us again, like what was supposed to be like growth over status? But like you know, people we don't, <laughs> they don't know. I, I probably know, but. Yeah. So growth over status stem from the idea of uh, connecting people, right? Especially uh, college students or people who are trying to find their path or career in life, like mm-hmm. being able to match them with the right resources, events to attend. And I noticed that was something that we did a lot uh, back in boot camp was just going out networking in events, right? Letting them know we're, we're bootcamp grads and we're trying to get a job. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I noticed that a lot of people weren't getting jobs then because they were bootcamp grads and they didn't really have much experience. So growth over status was supposed to be a hub of resources for them. Mm. So they remind me, 
now when I, I have it saved on my YouTube, I was watching. Um, I don't know if you know Jason Kalakanakis. Cal however you say his name. Like he he has a podcast called um, Twist, like this week in startups. Okay. And um, he's basically like a VC out in like the valley, and he invested in this like this minority founder too. He was. He was kind of doing something similar, but and mostly for like boot camps. I might have to like send you X like mm -hmm. after this call, and maybe I'll put it in the show notes too if I find okay. it. Um, it was it was like basically like that. It was um, he he got like he built a website right, and he like aggregated all of the boot camps, and um, he's basically getting them jobs, getting them building them a community, and he got like about like 10 million dollars like i think i don't know around like probably like series wow. series a i think jason helped like invested i don't know how much i don't know if he stated it but i have to review the video too obviously but like yeah he definitely got like about like 10 million dollars oh. it's crazy yeah, yeah. that reminded me of you like when i was looking at it i was like wait wasn't he doing something like that like, I'm not looking. <laughs> Like I really now gotta like I gotta go back and see because I definitely know who was. So. Yeah. yeah. But you see though, like you said, ten million dollars. But <clears throat> right now, within the African American community, we're we're not even getting a percentage of the right funding mm. to empower uh, entrepreneurs. So mm. it, it's one of the, the the hardest things right now getting funding uh, for your business just to get it up and going. You know. And what? Seeing that you still have it going, what's been like, well, like any experience really, not necessarily this one with um, Growth Over Status, but like what has been something that um, it taught you like maybe to be, it taught you professionally or like maybe personally too, like what, what is like that and how did it happen? Like how can you, you know? Absolutely. So while I left the General Assembly, the idea for Growth Over Status continued, but I kind of put it on pause after after a year, mm -hmm. uh, and I pivoted to uh, just interviewing CEOs. So I was very fortunate to interview people like uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, I mean, great guy, and sharing great experiences because to really understand how these people succeed, you have to talk to them. You have to yeah. learn from them and. I was at an event and he was there, so we got to talking. And one thing that I noticed that a lot of this successful uh, CEOs do is they're relentless in their pursuit, man, of connecting, right? Mm -hmm. Like not just connecting for the heck of it, but having a, a impactful connection, right? Being able to add value, the second thing, and also... Uh, having a paradigm shift, right? That's if you could take anything away from what I said, from what I'm saying is it's having a paradigm shift. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that has really helped me just in your mentality, having a growth mindset uh, that every entrepreneur watching this podcast should definitely have. And last but not least, strategic partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. Like finding those people who you can help and have value to them, connect them with the right people or can help you get to the next level, man. No, that's definitely, like, and I've seen some of those. If you guys haven't, like, this stuff is going to be in the show notes. So, like, if you guys haven't seen his, like, LinkedIn post, he's de he definitely, like, 
a content marketer. He's always like posting on LinkedIn. And um, I've seen some of like the interviews he did. Um, it was pretty, pretty good. How, like, how did you feel during those times? Were you like nervous or is it more so just like, like whatever, like they just ordinary people, but you know, they just got that track record maybe. Oh, it was definitely nerve wracking because you you we tend to compare like where we are and wow these people are all you know up here but we also got to remember that the the human is just like us right and there is one thing that's always kept me going is knowing that we all have a seed of greatness inside of us right that god has given everybody a gift and talent and like les brown says your gift and talents can take you many places. Yeah. And I have seen that. I have seen it firsthand with some of my colleagues. I have seen it firsthand with other entrepreneurs who've gotten funded for their business. And for instance, uh, I was part of a, a startup accelerator and we were working on this platform called uh, T-Squared, which is, which is a tutoring platform. And yeah. we, we kind of went our separate ways after, but Another company doing the same thing, uh, black entrepreneurs, they just got funded by Google and they got acquired by Google. So it's like, what if we had continued, right? You know? So yeah. in this journey of uh, just trying to achieve your goals, you just got to keep going. Yeah, definitely. And going back to a bit, I think you mentioned growth of status, kind of help students or like members to find their purpose. Yeah. What, what, like, would you say is like, uh, your purpose. Uh, we also kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but I just want you to like maybe el- elaborate a bit about it. So for me, uh, I'm I'm all about community, right? They they say don't forget where you come from, right? So I always want to remember my generation and the next generation to come, right? If I am in a position where I can provide access, resources, connecting with the right people, right? That that's that's a win for me. That's a win mm-hmm. for me, and I and I feel like that's my purpose. <clears throat> yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. So here, are my like own little personal like notes. I brought up some stuff from like your recent ventures and. Things. I think I've seen you're going to be uh, in Leap, Leap yes. AI in Saudi Arabia. Like, first of all, like, how did you even get to become a speaker? And like, like what, what will you speak about? I think maybe you mentioned it in the post, mm-hmm. but like, just to reiterate. Absolutely. Uh, man, like I said uh, at the beginning, man, God is good. Uh, this is a great opportunity that I didn't really expect. And that Leap, uh, it's going to be about 100 hundred thousand people there and one of the top CEOs. uh, It's one of the largest in, in Saudi Arabia. So Mm -hmm. my topic would stem on AI and the next generation, uh, what companies need to know and how uh, AI is going to impact business and growth and Gen Z. Damn, bro. Congrats on that, by the way. That's pretty great. That's definitely Appreciate good. that, man. Thank you. Um, are you not just <laughs> going to be like, let's say not 100,000 <laughs> likes, at least, at least half is still like, dang, 50,000? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, <laughs> the nerve is there, but uh, 
just being around other speakers and just like seeing their flow and seeing what they do and just understanding that you're there to add value. You're not there for yourself. You're there for people. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kind of rough the nerves. Yeah. So your thinking is more so like, well, when it comes to your purpose too, is more to like just serve individual and serve mostly like, you know, minorities because we don't necessarily have the access or opportunity Mm -hmm. as of yet. But you just want to just be like that person to serve them. Like, you know? Yes. Okay. I like that. That was good. I think like looking back, sometimes like when I think about what I want to do and my own purpose, like um honestly, bro, like I think you know, you only on this earth to like serve others or like create and you know, whether that's procreate, you know, and you bring on a kid into this world, which is also really, really valuable. Mm-hmm. But you create, you know, new processes for like humanity and like for us to be maybe united in some type of way. And that's like maybe I should have ended it with <laughs> I should have saved that like statement for the last, but no, I think truly because I like that you said that. Like I really was thinking about that. Because the other day I was thinking like, yo, what is my purpose here? Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't really know, you know, like obviously besides maybe having children, but um mm-hmm. I like to create, I like to build. So I uh, sometimes think like, what else, what else is there? You know? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, bro. So, and going a little bit more in your know, like, adventures and stuff, like when you're like interviewing like these high profile, like, you know, entrepreneurs and like executives, um, what, what actually like was the precursor to that? How did you, how did you get into those doors like yourself? Well, I remember when I, when I mentioned about uh, meaningful connections, mm-hmm. right? It, within my, you have to have people within your circle who would think highly of you to recommend you for, for things, right? Mm-hmm. And within my circle, there were a few people who recommended that, hey, you know, come to this conference, go to this, and Lo and behold, you have access to these people, uh, just seeing the way they think. And one thing that I normally ask them is, what is your purpose? Like, do you feel like you've found your purpose yet? Or are you working within that purpose? And sometimes, believe it or not, they, they say, you know what? I I don't think I found my purpose yet. You know, even as successful as they are, like they, they don't feel like they've really balled down how they're making an impact or what they're really called to do. Well, it actually spoken to me a bit. Like, <clears throat> that's recently what I said about if like, you know, these high caliber people in society, like all the, all the, all the success, all the, you know, finance and wealth, but you right. still haven't like figured out what well, you don't necessarily have to, but I'm just saying like, at least for that, you can see, like, you could be that successful and still not be like, oh, yeah, I know what I, I know why I'm here. Because <laughs> yeah. um, as I build as, like, I, I want to be, like, or I'm saying, like, I'm an entrepreneur because I like to build, I like to create. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's truly, like, like the path I should go. Like, mm-hmm. or I think I'm trying to go to that path maybe because, like, 
it might take me to something better. Mm. Um, and I'm all for like whatever, like whatever is in my path, whatever's in my like uh, view, like I'm gonna just try and take charge of it. If, if God is like telling me, hey, like do this instead, like, you know, I don't know how, but he might speak, he might speak me, speak to me through like um, building businesses. I don't know. Mm. Like, I think it's just something like when we actually try and find our purpose, I think we're thinking about it more so like the, 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 theatrically. Sorry mm. if I butchered that word, but mm. I think we just don't do actions, you know, and I think. Mm that's one of our biggest thing like on like amateur builders like when we actually leave off on the show like we usually just tell the audience to like you know just take action like get started on something do something <laughs> do something like i love that you you phrase it that way and it just reminded me i i was fortunate to have uh interviewed you know chef rush no okay really? Chef Rush, uh, Chef Andre Rush, he's a presidential chef. He has, what, 28, 28-inch biceps, former military. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get a chance, you guys can look him up. Uh, and he, we, we spoke on the topic of imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. right? And that's one thing that I've noticed within our community, that we tend to have imposter syndrome, that we tend to doubt ourselves a lot. Even if we don't have the experience, we don't acknowledge the experience that we have before, the knowledge that we have uh, to propel us forward, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's something that we have to all come together as a community, right? Knowing that mm -hmm. we're, we're from kings and queens, knowing that, you know, we have to bound together and open doors for each other, clap for each other, give each other flowers, right? <laughs> but it's important. So, yeah, I just looked him up. Like, he looks pretty, pretty ripped. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> but um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, I think it's more so like we like right now. I work corporate, right? So we have our like, you know, ERGs such as uh, they have it called as Black Diamond Group, where right. you know, minorities not only like black individuals could be in there, but like we just come together and we create a community to like make ourselves feel like-minded because I'm, I'm not going to lie at times. I'm just like, I'm in there, I'm working. I was like, bro, like there's no one who like speaks like me. Sometimes it's not even like that. It's like a skin color thing or anything. Sometimes it's just like, I want to feel like there's nobody who's saying like, yo, what's up? Like, how you yeah. doing? Yo, what's good? Like, cause one also I'm from New York. So like, you know, we're not, I don't really see it. It was one actually, like one guy, but he's in a different part of the company, a different agency basically. But it's still like, I don't feel that much of like, a, I'm coming to work and I'm feeling like connected in a way. It doesn't have to be like, um, like this is my best friend or something. But I think as you work at companies, you do want to have like a, your group. You want to be small and like go, going back to the ERGs, like the, the black women group, just personally think, um, I don't think they're going to ever see this podcast, but I personally think like they're still not like a lot or like a like-minded as I am. So as much as mm -hmm. like, you know, it might be the same race, but like, I think y'all still like on something else. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, 
And that's totally fine. Like, totally fine if you want to be that or if you're like that. But I think at times it's like, I really want someone who is like me and actually came from, like, sometimes the same area I came from, New York or like mm-hmm. urban community. So they can understand. Like, you know, they can understand. And um, I think for those individuals that's in those communities, like, sometimes when you, you try to find opportunities, just look in your neighborhood. Mm. There's plenty of opportunities. Eh? Like I done spoken to like deli owners, like asking them sometimes like, or I just look in the deli and I see like maybe what are some things I can build for them. Like, mm. uh, what are maybe just regular apps that you could alert the community and of like, maybe it's a crime here, maybe like, you know, something local. And mm. those minority, like, Builders and entrepreneurs, I think that's one thing I could say. Like, definitely look in your neighborhood mm-hmm. and see what's out there. Especially, and especially when there's food, man. People are gonna come, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but to touch on your point about the black ERG, while I worked at TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, I was part of the black ERG on the board, and uh, you know, within the company itself, there's this thing called uh, code switching. Right. Yeah, cold switch. Yeah, I know it's that. real. It's real. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> you know, it's real for sure. Because like, um, even with one of my like coworkers, we we actually spoke about it a little bit. We didn't really say that, but like we just talked about like how this is not like how we speak outside, like professionally. And I, I kind of like I, I don't know. I dislike that. Like speak how you like per, like okay. Like we work with clients, and you know they're their purview and like perspective might be different because they might be more professional, right? It's like being in a startup, like, you know, when you're in a startup environment, you're going to curse, you're going to go crazy. It's like the Wolf of Wall Street movie. Like, you know, they going to do all the stupid stuff, but <laughs> uh, like, I think, you know, I'm like, I'm like at least borderline. Like, I don't want to be professional, like meaning like I'm going to act in good mannerisms and have respect for individuals, but <laughs> Like when it comes to like talking, cur- like cursing and stuff like that, I'm just like, bro, like, y'all dragging now. <laughs> y'all yeah. dragging sometimes. It's too much. And I, I think, I think that's where the going back to like, I don't have no one that speaks to me. Mm. Like in a way where I could feel comfortable just even being around those type of individuals that's like, quote unquote, like uptight, like, uh, like suit and tie. Like mm. it's kind of, that makes me uncomfortable because I'm just like, yeah. I feel like you're. I feel like you're not being yourself, you yeah. know? <laughs> you're just, like, in a suit. And you can still be professional and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to, like, speak in a way where it's, like, a new language just as we, yeah. code, you know, we said code switch. Like, it's, that just turns me off a bit, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's a great point you bring up. But to that to that point, there's a certain level where you we have to evolve, evolve with, with our speech, our mm-hmm. communication. Right. Mm-hmm. When we are speaking to clients, when we are speaking to C-suite executives, we can't mm-hmm. be like, yo, what's good, man? You know, like, <laughs> what's top of mind for you today, bro? You know, like, you know. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, definitely not. Like, definitely not. Because that's why I said, like, you know, if you're speaking to, like, clients and such, but nah, that would be hilarious, though. But, um, yeah. <laughs> nah, I definitely agree with you. Like, you know, you, you definitely still have to have a certain you can't just go in there and like 
yo, it's good. Like, when are we going to get these reports out? Like, <laughs> when's the next uh, sprint going on? Like, you going to be like, what? It would be uh, hilarious. But like, or maybe you could do that and, like, when you have your own business and start it exactly. like, in the first stages. But, like, after a while, I get, like, a board and, you know, because... I know, I understand why, you know, you got to be professional because, you know, you if, if you have, like, investments and some investors going to see that and be like, wait, what? Like, why are we investing in these people? Right, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> but, nah, yeah, you're definitely right. Like, you know, at a certain level, like, yeah, you kind of have to, like, tone it down a bit, you know? Um, But, yeah, bro, so, like, so tell me, like, about a time, like, where you, like, you truly had to like overcome like an obstacle. Like how did you overcome it? And like, what are the lessons you learned? Like it could be personal, professional, if you like. Yeah, excellent question. <laughs> there are a few obstacles that, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to overcome as you go on this entrepreneurial journey. And one of them was uh, public speaking for me, mm -hmm. right? Yes, you can be talking to people, but it's a different level of engagement when you're on stage and all eyes are on you. There was a time, uh, actually early last year, I got mm -hmm. to speak in Italy uh, on AI. And <laughs> I don't know why I chose. <laughs> I, was on I was on stage and uh, I was yeah. in between my speech. And all of a sudden, man, somebody asked a question and I just... My throat just got dried, man. I didn't drink that water. <laughs> oh, no. You should have had the water on you, like, ready. Like, nah, let me drink. Man. Yo, nah, that's crazy. It, it was like, it, it's like when you eat that, uh, the biscuit from Popeye's, you know, when you get that. Oh, there's no bev, nothing. Like, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, I need some juice. <laughs> like, give me some juice, like. Nah, I would have stopped and been like, hold on, let me get water because I thought it was dry right now. <laughs> nah, that's funny. Nah, that actually happened to like my, um, that actually happened to my co-host. Uh, we was doing a pitch like at, um, at a organization, I think it's called Brooklyn Downtown. Yeah. And we was doing a pitch for like one of our like conceptual product interview master. And then he got caught up because I was telling this dude like, bro, I was like, bro, prepare, like, don't, don't, don't just go in there and wing it, like, and like, he's just like, nah, I got this, I got this. I'm like, okay, bro, like, cause I had that before. Even just, I didn't go on stage like you did, so you went, you, you had more like, you know, nuts than me, cause I was not going, I was going to have gallons of water ready, but I knew that, I knew that from like just being in my public speaking class, like, I, I we was given like we had to do a you know, assignment, and then I'll just up in the front of the class. My throat started just yeah. like, granted, you know, I knew everybody in here. It's just like I'm comfortable with these people, but it's just like, damn, like, oh. I don't know what I'm saying no more. I was just like, wait, what? what? <laughs> I lost my chain of thought. So, I from that experience, when you say public speaking, that experience oh. that taught that taught me to like, yo, know, prepare and like, if anything, I think I learned like, um. Just literally pause. Like you don't even have to like uh, jump straight into it. Like my co-host, he was like, um, he was like antsy. Like he was like trying to rush. And mm. the thing is, like I learned is just like pace yourself. Like even if you take a, a minute, just pace yourself and like really 
think about what you're saying. Forget about everybody. So I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure yours was worse, but like we we definitely we definitely had that. So that was that's crazy. Oh man, man, I, been, I was like, wait a minute, man. I couldn't think. I couldn't do anything. I thought we just. Oh uh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I started reading more books, though. That's that's one thing that I that really helped me overcome this. Uh, reading more books, doing more research, uh, watching how other black successful entrepreneurs are doing it mm -hmm. right uh and one thing that i wanted to bring up was what what can i do for your community how can i help to add value for your community in any um, way shape or possible <clears throat> i think not not that many know and we haven't spoken about it i only told my co-host because he was like at that time with interview master um would would be the co-founder too but like you definitely helped in a way. Uh, I don't think my co-host knew because mm -hmm. I was you, you when I told you about interview master. You just like like look into this. I think it was a grant thing. Like look mm -hmm. into this grant option or so. And we didn't have the time per se to like sit down because I I think you told me we both had to like be there and <laughs> sit down. Our times didn't align. Like our schedule was like kind of like off. Mm -hmm. But like I really like appreciated that from you. Like so I think if you know about these resources and such like like anything you have granted like i see a linkedin and i think you usually always like you'll do like a a, a blast about it like hey like any minority founders looking for blah 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 so i think just that would be beneficial because sometimes i don't know about some of these like local resources like i think i think like my old college like cuny had some like uh like we did the pitch competition at downtown Brooklyn and they was going to offer some money. But yes. Those type of things help me. Like, I definitely appreciate that. So. Yeah. It would be, it'd be dope if we can have like meetups or master classes oh, where yeah. Uh, yeah. we can, we can use AI. So recently the CEO of open AI, he stated that AI is going to produce more, more time billionaires and, what and billionaires, uh, founders, right? And this would be single people running AI companies, yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, definitely that, spoke. that definitely spoke, man. And right now, on this train, on this new digital metamorphosis, mm -hmm. we ha we as a community, as a black community, we need to tap into this AI. We need to use it to create to to go a hundred percent in this, man. Right. Like yeah. we have to create generational wealth. <clears throat> Definitely. And on that same token, <laughs> I seen that you posted something about like Africa with the AI revolution is gonna be like the next uh like let's say centerpiece of like the world or globe because I don't think even Africa's <laughs> tapped its potential yet, to be honest. No. It hasn't, and Africa has, and especially Nigeria has one of the largest startup ecosystems. Mm. But why aren't a lot of people investing in Africa, right? Why why are people wanting to leave Africa rather than staying and build? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, That's crazy. Like some of the <laughs> most talented engineers too stem from Africa, like Nigerians and Ghana, yeah. and um. I think Kenyans like mm -hmm. we, like people don't even know too just to 
go off a little bit on tangent, but like when when like Africans come here and study, like they're some of the most like wealthiest demographics, like you know, right. wealth like they're like probably what like point zero zero one percent, but they make more than they're on the same bar of like Asians, like or maybe slightly more. Same more than like black Americans, more than white Americans. So yeah. it's like that talent pool is really like it's really rich for like to utilize like and it will be obviously great if, if people can <laughs> come here learn maybe like I, I actually think that's what they're doing now to be honest with you some probably are coming here learning or networking and then going back to like africa and like definitely trying to start their company so if they're doing that then like man like i definitely want to be there too because me and my co-host talked about that he's he's very much into like he's from guinea He's very much into like going back and building. So I think I don't know. Like, what, what are your thoughts? Like, besides like here in the country, like what what do you think about like Africa and it's like opportunities there? You know, if it's great that you definitely want to go back, uh, there is untapped uh, potential there, right? Imagine taking your podcast uh, and just doing a podcast here in Africa, man. That would, <laughs> what would that mean Gold, for you? you know? be, <clears throat> I wanna, that'll be fire though, actually, to have like a like a nice setup and like interview like people doing things like entrepreneurs. And, yeah, I think that'll be great for the audience to see. Like, it's not only America that has like opportunities. Yeah, all different countries. And it'll be able to shine, uh, give the spotlight to the people who need it, right? Oh, yeah. You know, so I-, I love that you're doing the podcast, so just keep it up. But definitely, man, when you get a chance to travel, yeah. do that podcast there too, you know? Yeah, yeah we will, for sure. Um, <laughs> let's, like, wrap it up soon. It's coming up on time. Okay. Um, let me see, like, you do, you did have, like, some... I think we spoke like privately. It was like you want to talk about maybe an opportunity in tech that you think like we can, our listeners could leverage even ourselves. Absolutely. So there are a few things that uh, that I think would be of tremendous value to you. So I'm going to share uh, some of the initiatives that I'm partnered with and uh, five AI tools that your communities can start using today to help them make money. Yes, five AI tools. So the first thing is uh, Unicorn Nursery, which is a startup uh, accelerator pro- accelerator program that we're starting for early stage entrepreneurs who have great ideas and want to build with AI and Web three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing is uh, I've partnered with a company called Personal AI as a brand ambassador. And with personal AI, you can create your own AI chatbots using your own data. That's the first thing. Uh, the second one is uh, I partnered with Coach Phil Weber. Uh, he was a former uh, New York Knicks coach. Uh, he has a platform called the Bizio. So that's the, and then Bizio, B-I-Z-I-O dot com. Uh, the next one is uh, AI prompt engineering will be a great career, right? So if you want to learn about prompt engineering, you can go to labs.google, right? Uh, or learnprompting.org, right? I use that website. It's phenomenal. Uh, 
last but not least, if you want to find ideas, you can go to ideasai.com. You find a ton of great ideas there that you can start leveraging and using. Okay. Um, was this like in one of the recent posts on LinkedIn you put? Uh, the resources? I think it was uh, 10 AI, AI tools for entrepreneurs. So this, this tools I just share with you now, I've not posted it yet. I'm giving okay. it to you guys oh, exclusive. Nice. So I will oh. post it then. All right. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. How about we end it off where, or is there anything else you wanted to mention? Or? Uh, thank you again for having me on the podcast. Uh, last but not least, it is going to, we have to have a paradigm shift. That's the one word I want you guys to leave with. Okay. Paradigm shift. Y'all hear it, man. Definitely. Yo, Sam, I appreciate you coming on and giving us your time. Um, definitely we'll leave some of these in like the show notes of what we spoke about. I'm going to try to find that video because I think you're going to be like, damn, this is, this is my company. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, I appreciate it. And we will still be in contact. And, you know, um, so amateur builders here signing off. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>